Blog Talk Radio.
We just kicked it off with uh, Nathaniel Radcliffe and the Night Sweats with their hot, hot single from last year, SOB, which, if you didn't know, stands for Son of a Bitch. I love that song. He testified. He talked about it. And now it's my turn. You know, we're going to kick this show off. And, and, you know, yesterday we talked about um, how there's nothing new under the sun. Not anymore. And we talked about um, how we live in interesting times and how that was thought to be a good thing on the surface. Think about it. If uh, someone says to you, um, you know, may you live in interesting times. You're thinking, yeah, hell yeah, yeah, I I would love to live in interesting times, but no. Think about it. Let's go ahead and live in uninteresting times where we don't have emotionally unstable individuals making their way from all across the country to sit in the house gallery and shout obscenities, yell and scream about nonsensical things, or scream and yell nonsensical utterings, and just generally misbehave and make an ass out of themselves, and then, for their trouble, get carted off and thrown in the D.C. city jail, where... I can tell you firsthand, you don't want to be there. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. You don't want to be in the D.C. city jail, even if you're just going to post the usual signature bond or whatever the bail amount is. You still got to sit in there for four or five hours, maybe longer. You don't want to be there. But many people feel so passionate Today and yesterday, that they don't mind taking that trip in the paddy wagon, and they don't put the air on. Mm-mm. To the D.C. city jail, and they don't separate murderers and rapists and robbers from just plain old good salt of the earth Americans who just showed up to protest, which is their constitutional right. Mm-mm. They're not going to separate you from the killers and the murderers and the rapists. You're all going to be mixed up together. Take it from someone who knows. But they don't care. It's all about making a statement, a political statement. And somehow, these people who were protesting both yesterday and today are deluded into believing that somehow their shouts and yells and screams and just generally unruly unruly behavior is somehow going to make a difference. That somehow, in so doing, Kavanaugh will not be confirmed. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Let me kick this off with something I just read about a half hour ago. Andrew Gillum. He's a um. He's a black man from uh, 
from uh, Florida. And he's running a seriously long shot um, campaign for uh, governor of Florida. Anyway, he made a statement. It was either today or yesterday. The statement was, if he wins and becomes governor of Florida, quote, his people will be getting paid back for slavery, end quote. His people. So now you're running for governor of a state which has white people, brown people, black people, all different kinds of people because they come from all over the place. But there's a lot of Cubans there too, a lot of Hispanics. But he says if he wins and becomes governor of Florida, that his people will be getting paid back for slavery. See, this is why, you know, I'm both I'm both black and Hispanic. My mom's Hispanic, my dad's black. This is why when I read stuff like this, I disavow the the the, the biological fact that I'm black. I just say, you know, no, I'm not black. I'm Hispanic because I don't I don't, I don't think I'd know a Mexican, Puerto Rican, a, a Cubano, none of those people. Ecuadorian, you name it, what have you, that would say something so bizarre or even accept reparations for something that they never never suffered. Think about it. Your great, great, in some cases great-grandfather was brought here in chains in the Atlantic slave trade, suffered his children, his children's children, suffered through slavery. And finally, they're freed by Republicans, by the way. And even though racism still existed, through the generations, it's lessened to the point where you know, it's hidden and mild at best, in my in my humble opinion. And yet, let's say my son Nick or my son Alan started crying for reparations. My two boys living the American dream, living large too, especially compared to the way. I started out, especially the way that my dad and his dad, but yet somehow, do you think that your children, they were black and they, do you think they would, they would, they would have pride and say, you know what, I didn't suffer through slavery, so I will not accept reparations. For something that I did not earn. I will not accept money or things for something that I did not earn. Do you think there are young people out there that that still believe that? Or will they take the reparations if they're offered? Anyway, Gillum says his people will be getting paid back for slavery. I don't know what that means exactly. He wasn't specific. But it's fringe candidates like this clown 
that give black people a bad name. They give black candidates a bad name. They give black people a bad name. Shot to the heart and you're to blame. You give blacks a bad name. I play my part and you play your game. You give blacks a bad name, bad name. Mm-hmm. This guy right here, Andrew Gillum. All right, so the Never Trumpers, the Trump derangement syndrome people, they're going wild. First, it was all about Russia, and it was the thing that galvanized liberals and, 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 and Democrats because they believed that Trump did not win fair and square. Hillary should be president. Trump is uncouth. Trump is crazy. Trump is silly. Trump is this. Trump is that. And he needs to go. Oh, and by the way, the Russians, those evil Russians, you know, the ones that Hillary brought that big ass reset button to and wanted to reset uh, uh, relations with. Remember that? That that sound bite? Now it's all, they're, they're back to being an evil empire. Because they helped Trump. But the worst part is, my friend, another one of my my liberal friends, asked me to read the op-ed piece from unnamed officials describing efforts to thwart. I don't don't like that word. Do you like that word, thwart? It just sounds weird. I wonder where that word comes from. I have a book over here. And behind me on the bookshelf, it's a book of word origins. I think everybody should get a copy. I think for those of us who consider ourselves reasonably intelligent, we should all have a copy of the book of word origins, where words come from. You'd be surprised. So I'm going to write on a post-it note over here. Um, Dwart. I mean, I know what it means, but where does it come from? So... Anyway, so look, check this out. A White House fish, a White House official, apparently, I'm reading this. That's why I'm I'm taking I'm taking some time here. White House official, first of all, Perino calls out a White House official who authored New York Times op-ed against Trump. You should really resign. What's that all about? Let's check it out. Let's find out what's going on. All right, so I think this is Dana Perino. And uh, let's take a listen. See what's going on here. So this isn't a Democrat, Greg, who's come out and says, you know, I'm I'm, I'm a Bernie bro and I'm, I'm, I'm mole. This is a, I guess, a Republican uh, who wants the administration to succeed. They want a strong military. They want tax cuts. They want deregulation. 
But because of the president's character, because of the president's style, uh, style and um, ideology and the way he kind of changes things and they say his immorality, right. they are not carrying out directives and are – and he says many of them, many officials and appointees believe this same way and they're protecting the country from Trump like he's a child. All right. There's two points to make here, one that's very specific and one that's general. In this editorial – we want the administration to succeed, they say, because he's already made America and safer and more prosperous. What more do you want than that? Because you don't like his personality? We have already made America safer and more prosperous. Yeah. This person, what else do you want? You just proved his deep state, you moron. All right, so here's what the, the greater thing. I've been a boss. I understand how people talk about bosses. Your bosses are never normal. They're mercurial, they're demanding, they're often infantile. Because except you don't, our boss. Except, so I believe that <laughs> one of the greatest bosses in American right. history. I want to, I want to, here's the point. Here's the point. And I, and I would extend this to Woodward's book as well. Let's say you had cabbage for, for lunch, Jesse, and I said, you're going to regret that. Woodward would write, ah, Greg Gutfeld just threatened, <laughs> threatened uh, uh, Jesse Waters. Regret. The fact is, if you follow somebody around on their behavior, and I, let's say, uh, this is Bob Woodward describing my day. He just insulted Dana Perino's dog, an animal that she loves dearly. And then he made a joke about her height, which I imagine she would be sensitive to because she didn't respond. She, she seemed shocked by it. Then he yelled at the producers about a segment. Then he demanded a cough drop from the floor director. And then he started talking to himself and singing about food. I have described my afternoon. But the thing is, because somebody like Woodward in the New York Times takes these things literal. And not in context about how a person is, how a boss is. They are completely clueless. Mm -hmm. Each one of us could have this treatment done by somebody who takes stark, literal interpretations of behavior that is out of context. He, Woodward is a stenographer. He is not a great journalist. But Let's let me be clear. Just, well, let me just say I think he is a great journalist. And I think that he contrary doesn't to get people. Juan, he doesn't get people. If I insulted you, he would write as though I did something horrible to you and said it was, well, if it was a joke. Well, that would be wrong. And that yeah. All right, let's stop right here. Oh, bad, 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 bad. All right, so let's stop right here. Check this out. The unnamed, highly and well-placed official in the Trump administration started off by saying that uh, he wants the administration to succeed. So whose administration is it? It's Trump's administration because he hired all the people. And this highly placed, uh, high, high official who's, who's a mole, who's admitted to being a mole, has also admitted that Trump has already made America great again. He's already made the country safer. He's made the country more prosperous. The person admitted it. You heard it right then and there. That Trump has made America great again. But Trump is infantile. He has, you know, he has to be guarded from his impulses, etc., etc., etc. Well, as Greg Gutfeld so artfully put it, if you're a boss, if you're you're a manager, you're you're an official, and you're responsible for other people, do you believe? Does, do any of you out there believe that 
there's not going to be an employee out there who doesn't like you. Somebody you hired who thinks that maybe you're a little unstable. Maybe you go off. Maybe you're a little crazy. Maybe you behave childishly. Hell, I'll tell you what. I worked for a guy. I worked for another Marine who was of higher rank than me. And I don't know what was going on with the dude, but he would spaz out big time. I mean, if things got out of character, I don't, I don't know if he was like, like, you know, like I'm about to describe when he was a young Marine. But when he became an older Marine and the pressure started getting to him, he would just go off and start shaking. His hands would start shaking. His hands would fly around. He'd act like a crazy person. And we had to literally work around him in order to get things done. But did he care about his Marines? Yes, he did. Did he look out for us? Did we all get great fit reps, fitness reports? Yes, we did. But at times when the pressure got to him, he would have to be, you know, you'd have to handhold, a little handholding. Now, let's say we went out and wrote letters, anonymous letters, to the Commandant of the Marine Corps. This guy's spazzing out. He's not right. Yeah, the unit's doing great. Yeah, you know, the morale is high. But, you know, he... We got to hold his hand. We, you know, he, 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 we have to control his impulses. I mean, think about it. Think about what I'm just saying. Trump, the guy who, the guy or the gal or whoever this mole is, is stating that Trump is doing his job. And they're stating that he's doing a good job. But that he be uh, let, well. Let's listen to the rest of it. Let's see what's happening. He'd be wrong because he lacked context. Yeah. But I don't think that's generally the case with Woodward. I think he's a pretty good reporter. I think he's a very good reporter. But second thing to say is the piece that was written anonymously in the Times is written by somebody who works for Trump. And well, Trump, the leaks to the Times. I don't. I don't mind. But I'm just saying it's written by a Trump person, a and, senior and, official right. who they know well. A person leaking to the New York okay, Times. Okay, but my point to you, Greg, yeah. is that if you look at Unhinged, right, which is the Omarosa book, you look at the Michael Wolf book, the, Fair Michael and Wolf Fury, book. right, this seems to be, from someone with more credibility, the same story, the same kind of behavior. Here, behavior. this guy saying, this is the anonymous guy saying, we're doing what we can to preserve our democratic institution while thwarting Mr. Trump's misguided impulses, and, it, and talks about this is not deep state, he says it's steady state. I know, that's right. Well, he's taken it upon himself to say, as an unelected person, that <clears throat> the will of the American people doesn't matter. Because even though they elected President Trump to be the commander-in-chief, to be the chief executive, and to do the things that he campaigned on and follow through on his promises, I have elevated myself above that, above the commander-in-chief and above the American people in this democracy, and I'm the adult in the room. And I'm going to do what I think is necessary for the country instead of what the commander-in-chief 
believes this. That's what you. That way, let me this ask is you, what that offense let me said. Ask you a question. And Juan, no, no. I'm not, I don't know what's going on in this question. administration, but that's kind of scary. Well, not to me, but let me ask you a question. Well, not to you because it helps. You. No, it does. Not, you, you think that? Look, I'm an American. I want the best for the country. Pre- Trump is my president. Well, I believe that. But I got to ask wants you the best a question. For the country too. When he, when Trump behaves in this way, you don't have any fear. Look, I think, and listen, I'm not going to speak for the president, but the president is obviously unorthodox. He's uh, shoots from the hip, and I believe a lot of people in that administration are question. not used to that when, person oh. as the president. I, I, I'm going to defer to Dana on this because she worked in the White House, but I think the larger question is whether people working. All right, let me just interrupt here just for a minute. Has anyone seen the movie um, Seven Days in May? Well, it's a movie about um, uh, one of my favorite actors, uh, Frederick March, and Burt Lancaster's in it, and Ava Gardner, and um, Kirk Douglas, and it's a star-studded movie. And it's about um, a president who wants to... um, denuclearize and he's going to make efforts to do that and there are a group of military men generals and such who don't want that so what they're going to do is they're going to they're, they're, they're going to they, what they've done is uh, they suggested that the president is unhinged that the president is not stable that the president is not fit for office. And so their goal is to establish a military coup behind the president's back and have him removed from office and have a high-ranking general, Burt Lancaster's character, take over. But our hero, Kirk Douglas's character, Colonel, um, thwarts the effort to take over because he believes in democracy, the will of the people. The president was elected by the people. And if he wants to denuclearize, then so be it. And he thwarts the effort of Burt Lancaster and these shadowy um, figures within the government, the Deep State, the original Deep State, seven in the movie Seven Days in May, um, from their efforts, and and so what we see here, and 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 I think what what Jesse Waters has just has said on the on the on the um, the Fox um, show called The Five, which comes on at five on Fox, is so poignant, and so and and it resonates because. This is an unelected official inside the White House, inside the administration, a high-ranking unelected official who's saying that I'm going to take it upon myself to stop the president's agenda, to, 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 to guide the president's agenda and make sure that the president doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't go off the rails. And I'm gonna I'm gonna do this myself. I'm an unelected official, but I'm going to I'm gonna put the kibosh on a lot of things that the president wants to do that I believe is harmful to the country and our democracy. Now, as Jesse Waters pointed out, 
That is scary. Because how do we know that this unelected senior member of the White House himself has the best interest of the United States at heart? Maybe he's the bad guy, or maybe he is just another bad guy. Who's to say that he isn't as bad as Trump or worse than Trump, and he's the one who's going to start pulling the strings? Maybe he'll poison the president, or maybe he'll cause the president somehow to be incapacitated so that he can save America from a president that's out of control. This is a dangerous time, folks. Now, a lot of people have read this op-ed in the New York Times and called me up on the phone, text me, Instagram the brother, and even tweeted, hey, are you still a Trump supporter? Did you read the article? Now, how do you feel? Now, what do you think? Well, when I read it, I thought, what the fuck? These people have gone nuts. A person within the administration who is unelected, probably never held any office, is now deciding for himself how things are going to go down in the White House at the head of the government. He's unnamed as well. How do we know if he really has the best interests of the American people at heart and the government and the country at large? How do we know that? He's saying that he is going to do what he can. And we've, all, we've established it to him what he can to subvert the president when he believes, he, when he believes that the president doesn't have the the nation's best interest at heart. Who the fuck is he to decide these things? Well, let's continue. For an administration and leaking out pieces of information and publishing anonymous op-eds is really good for the country. And there yeah, are serious the questions. To this thing here? Well, and there are serious questions about the New York Times publishing this because. The Society of Professional Journalists has a very long code. They say avoid lurid curiosity. There's all kinds of things you're, you're supposed to avoid. Their explanation for publishing an anonymous op-ed is pretty thin when it comes to the justification for this. Mm. It used to be that you used anonymous sources very sparingly because you had to make sure that the information was reliable and that people understood where it was coming from to have the broader context. They're treating everybody who happens to be against Trump like a whistleblower and is damaging to people who actually want to come forward and have those protections to root out real corruption in the government because this op-ed wasn't published to expose some kind of new revelation about Trump's behavior. It was published because the New York Times agrees with it. But, you know, there's no, there was no such like why op-ed does this person written. Need, why does this person need protection to, to protect okay. their jobs? Well, 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 the, the, the president did address it. We didn't catch all of it. Let's listen to what he had to say, and then Dana can react. Okay. I am part of the resistance inside the Trump administration. Hey, hey, I ask the sheriffs, can you imagine this? We have somebody in what I call the failing New York Times that's talking about he's part of the resistance within the Trump administration. This This is what we have to deal with. 
and, you know, the dishonest media, because you people deal with it as well as I do. But it's really a disgrace. Uh, I, I will say this. Yeah, I mean, it's about the Trump administration and the media, the story. I think that whoever wrote this um, is being incredibly self-indulgent. Uh, if you have the privilege to be a political appointee at a senior level in the White House, then you have a moral responsibility and a duty of conscience to resign your post if you disagree. Mm-hmm. You should not be lapping up the benefits of being a senior administration official. No doubt, while scouting for lucrative opportunities for when you leave your post. Um, Who do you think it is? I don't know. At the, sa- <laughs> you know, at the same time, you know, at the same time, they are preening in the mirror, and they have this ability to hide behind the credibility of the New York Times. I believe this is real. I do. Uh, something is a little suspicious to me about this. It has been reported for the past three weeks that the White House has been grappling with how to deal with this Woodward book. What are they going to do with it? And I, I, I don't. They seem that they, the White House apparently was surprised that this was coming out. I don't know who it is. Maybe we'll find out. Maybe we won't. But I would say that if you, if you are this person. You really should resign tonight. Hmm. I agree. I agree. What a snake. What a nasty what 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 is what what is happening to our country? What is happening to the United States of America? What's going on? I mean a few um a few shows back I talked about uh, previous presidents who and, and I played audio of former uh, Secret Service agents who were closer in many ways to uh, previous uh, past presidents than their own wives and children who revealed said president's failings and peccadilloes and you know generally embarrassing things about him. but you know what they they signed documents that stated that they would not reveal anything at all of a personal nature or otherwise about a president while they were serving as Secret Service agents, especially while they were serving the president and guarding and, 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 and guarding him. And one of the major reasons was, or is rather, is that if the president believed that his privacy would be violated, then the individuals that were that he that that were protecting him wouldn't be allowed to be as close, and they needed to be close in order to protect the president. So after these Secret Service agents retired or left the service, they were free from their vow of silence. And so they talked. But – and in some cases, some of the agents didn't speak for decades President dead and gone. So, but we have an official within the administration stating that he is taking it upon himself. Oh, and he's also stating that there are there 
there, that there are other White House officials who are, quote, working diligently from within to frustrate parts of President Trump's agenda and his worst inclinations, end quote. Well, you know what? Let me tell you what I would do if I were Donald John Trump. Everybody would have to go. Everybody. Well, not everybody. Um, Sarah, she can stay. Everybody else, it's house cleaning time. Just fire every, every, everybody close to the president. Everybody who has anything at all. Even my man, a guy I served under four different times. Even he'd have to go. They'd all have to go. You got to go. Bye. Tend to your resignation. You. You look suspicious. Come over here, you beady-eyed fucker. Sign this. You got to go. Get out of here. Yeah. He used to have his bumper sticker on my car when I was a young Marine. <laughs> it's called. It was called. Kill them all. Let God sort them out. Well. Fire them all. We're going to get the one we want. Because everybody's got to go. Senior White House officials? Well, all of y'all got to go. Because guess what? Whoever, Whichever one of y'all is doing the talking, you just made it bad for everybody. Bye. Bye. Get the hell out of here. That's what Trump should do. Everybody's got to go. The world is gone mad. May you live in interesting times. Well, hell, we sure do. We sure as hell do. And that's sad. I think we have a call on the line. Let's see what we got here. Mm, I don't know. It's hard to get the call on the line. Caller, you're on with the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. You have something to say? Mm. Caller, you're on with the Dr. C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Hi, Doctor. How are you? Hey, I'm good. How are you? Good. This is Mike from New York. Uh, hey, Mike. How are you? I heard, I'm pretty mm-hmm. good. A little... Entertained by uh, some of the shenanigans that have been going on in the, with the media lately, and when I see a multi-front assault, I mean they're they're coordinated. They're really pulling out all the stops, uh, going after Trump. Everything they can do to keep this administration on balance. And uh, I mean whether it's the Kavanaugh hearings or now these two things that came out about the book, the new book from that other award winner. It came out now, and also this attack from some anonymous source. So I agree with you. At first, I thought the same thing. You know what? Fire them all. But then I thought a lot of these people appointed by Trump, people that Trump knew that they looked into the backgrounds of these people, uh, maybe they should, and I hope they have, the Secret Service working on these guys, looking into it to see if it's true, because it could be more propaganda from the left, trying to just unbalance them, just to... To damage them any way they can, even if they make stuff up. I mean, they're really taking some interesting plays from from Goebbels himself, and, and they're good at it. They are really good at it. But the American public, 
unfortunately, is sleeping on their feet, and they're not recognizing a lot of it as propaganda, and they're sucking it up, and they're believing a lot of it. That's frustrating. No doubt. And you know what? I, I didn't I didn't I didn't think of it that way. You know, it's possible that you know this could all be um, you know part of the liberal agenda. But right. you know there there have been there have been um White House staffers who have you know uh have, who have uh, revealed uh, things about you know previous administrations in the Obama administration certainly not as salacious and as uh, damning as all this but you know there've been other administrations I think you know you you do you, you've hit on something though it, I mean could it be um could could this you be know, the key, the, the key thing I think that is is the information that was brought out. If if some of it is, and they're not going to tell us, but some mm-hmm. of the administration is going to say, you know what, that memo regarding uh, uh, Assad that really existed, or 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 something where he brought that up, that is true. Now only somebody that was in here would have known that. Now that'll give them the tip off if if this is manufactured or not. So and we're not going to find that out. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if somebody was feeding, spoon feeding the New York Times something here. This will damage the administration. Run with it, and because you, that's what they're all about. You know what? You're you're absolutely right. You know, it, it's possible. You're you're absolutely right. It, it's highly possible that maybe. I mean, because if it's an unnamed official, what's to what's to say that it's not me? Writing this op-ed piece. Yep. If the person is unnamed, it could be anybody. Who says they're organized? I bet you anything yeah. that they've got a they've got a CP somewhere, and uh, and they've coordinated. They've got one team working on, I mean, propaganda or misinformation for the White House. They've got another team working on inter, uh, international events and everything else that they can get out there mm-hmm. to attack Trump on. Another one for domestic. Another one. There are different groups. Another one that handles riots in the streets. And a lot of it, did you read, I mean, I took, yes, last night I took a look at that picture of some of the protesters that were holding up signs about the uh, anti-abortion. And there were some groups, NARA, 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 I forget what the name is. But, you know, these, the liberals are proud of the money that they spend, and they, put, they print up these posters for their supporters to hold up. And you look at the name on the bottom of the poster as far as who printed that poster, whether it's uh, the mm-hmm. unions, one of the unions, or something else, their name is there. And I looked up the funding for that group. George Soros' fingerprints were on it. Then I looked up the oh. group as they're mm-hmm. coordinating with all of the other liberal groups on their webpage. And it lists the liberal groups. And then there's an article, another article I found, where Soros gave $5 million to that group to help promote the fight for Kavanaugh and everything else. I was like, are you going to be kidding me? They did it through the foundations, totally legal, nothing secret, no conspiracy, tinfoil hat stuff. But that's how they worked. And, you know, you just follow the money, and, and you can see the agenda. They're coordinated. They've really got it together. And, and you, these people are just brain dead following along with it. And, and you know what? And, and, and that brings up a great point. And, you know, but here's the thing, you know, in this op-ed piece, um, as as was uh, stated in the in the the audio clip I I played, um, yep. this unnamed uh, senior official um, admits that you know Trump has made America great again. 
that yep. America is more prosperous, America is safer, and and all this. I mean, they're admitting that, but they're saying that, you know, whoever these unnamed uh, senior official is, is saying that they're attempting to curb the president's uh, uh, impulses and such. Uh, uh, you know, you know I, given my own mm-hmm. my own anonymous source, anonymous, oh, I love using that stuff, but uh, a friend of mine works down there in Washington in some place, and, and he told me, he said that Trump's making enemies on both sides of the aisles, and he said, mm-hmm. but the enemies that he's making are people that have been entrenched and have been making millions of dollars at the expense of the taxpayer for years. And now Trump came in and upset the apple cart. Well, you know, and he—he's done—he's done. You're right. He's—he has. He's upset the apple cart in in so many different ways. He's not a politician. Yep. And you know what else? No. Uh, he, um, you know, in 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 in, in researching. You know, I'm a historian, and so you know, uh, in researching, a lot, you know, going all the way back to, you know, the writing of the Constitution and you know the founding fathers' ideas of what they wanted America to be. You know, oddly enough, uh, a man uh, like Donald Trump is what they thought, you know, what they hoped uh, would would would, would run the country at some point or another. Right. You know, just ordinary citizens, um, right. uh, having their turn to. Decide or or guide the country in the direction that they they thought was best for the country, you know, and and not career politicians, not yeah. not people oh. who serve for thirty, twenty, thirty years in the House and in the Senate, who are who, whose only job, you know, ha, has been uh, you know feeding off the government uh, the government teat by. You know, like coming to Congress, you know, every two years, every two years. I mean, can, can you imagine, you know, every two yeah. years and, and, and you're, you're voted in and you're, you've been in the Senate for 20 some odd years or in the Congress or in Congress 20, 30 years or in the Senate? They've created a business. They've created yeah. an industry and a business where, which protects their careers and they've forgotten what the main purpose was, what the main goal was of this and so it's it's all they they watch out for themselves, and, and you know what a great a huge game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Uh, I I you know I'm not sure how the you know how this is going to play out. You know I'm 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 rooting for I'm rooting for the president. You know I'm hoping that you know he weathers this storm, and I suspect that he will. You know he's. Oh, he He's got a very thick skin. He's a businessman. Kavanaugh is going to be confirmed. I mean, the numbers yes. are in his favor. Um, yep. So all this craziness that's surrounding his uh, nomination, you know, that's going to that's going to die down soon because once he's confirmed, you know, the Democrats and uh, and other liberals, because I, I do believe that, you know, you're, there there are Democrats out there who who uh, who believe. You know, in the best interest of the company, and then there are liberals, and sometimes right. they're, they're, you know, they're, you you can mix the two, but you know, I'm, I think they, you know this is going to die down after he's confirmed, and they're going to move on to something else. You know, what what also concerns me though is the uh, the number of socialist um, candidates who are winning races in in you know on the Democrat side. I'm kind of thinking that they're you know they're probably not going to. You know this 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 blue wave. I I I don't. What do you think about that? 
I think the blue wave is mostly, if you really take a look at it, in, in states like New York, where I am, I'm surrounded. I, I live about 45 minutes north of Mordor. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm close to New York City. So any of the major cities, New York, cities, uh, New York City, uh, Albany, they become strongholds for the liberals. And yeah. uh, so any of these states, yeah, they can control a blue wave that you can set that blue wave doesn't extend over the rest of the country the way they'd like it to. Or in their minds, they'd like it to. But, I mean, they're they're oblivious to this. I mean, they they believe their own propaganda now. I think they've been drinking their own Kool Aid, and it's devastated them. I and we're seeing the results of it. We're in, they're in the streets, freaking out like spoiled brats. And the military didn't get any use on them. They, freaked, yeah. they weren't ready for that. So this blue wave, I think, is going to trickle down to a stream, and uh, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we will see in, 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 in just a very short uh, short time from now, we'll see. But uh, I want to thank you for the call, and thank you for um, for contributing to the show, and hopefully we'll we'll have you again. It's uh, I, I got I to gotta move on to uh, a couple other things, but thank you so much for calling in. Oh, thank you. You're very welcome. Have a good night. All right. All right, so, you know, he's right. You know, I, I believe that, as does as does as does my caller that you know this this blue wave is going to be a trickle, and and the reason is because a lot of these candidates, I mean, this this latest uh, candidate beat this uh, uh, congressman that served ten years, and and she she and and and, and he's done because she's promising free stuff. But what happens when there is no free stuff? What happens when these people who vote for these candidates don't get what these folks are promising? Think about that. What's going to happen when these promises go unfulfilled? Take a listen to this. Well, well, I'm just going to read it to you here. All right. The new wave of far-left Democrats that surfaced in the anti-Trump age shook things up in the Massachusetts Democrat Party Tuesday when Ayanna Presley, no kin to Elvis and spelled differently, who was endorsed by Democratic Socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, defeated 10-term U.S. Representative Michael Capuno in his re-election bid. So a 10-term congressman who wasn't offering free goodies was defeated by Ayanna, who's black, doesn't matter really, because she's offering some you know, free stuff. Now, Capuno racked up Democratic establishment endorsements, which include U.S. Representative Joe Kennedy in Massachusetts. Even the iconic Kennedy name wasn't enough for a liberal incumbent to win his 11th primary in this new era of ascendant socialism in the Democrat Party. Presley has been compared 
to Ocasio-Cortez, who won the Democratic primary from a congressional seat representing New York City by outing an entrenched incumbent. Hmm. So now we got a Puerto Rican woman promising free goodies for all. And then we've got Presley, who's offering free goodies for all, who's black. It's going to take more. It's going to take like half of the whole Democrat Party, and they're all going to have to be socialist in order to get any of this stuff out there. Then they've got to find money to pay for it, and then the country's going to go into default, and then we're all going to be screwed. But I guess if you promise some free goodies, I guess, you know, I was promised lunch today, and, you know, I accept it because I didn't have to pay. But eventually I kind of feel like I'll pay for it, you know, because this is like a, a co-worker. They're going to expect, like, something down the road, some, something free. So anyway, Presley supports a single-payer health care system. And the defunding of ICE. <laughs> she won't face a challenger in the general election in November. So she'll sail to victory and make history as the first African-American woman elected to Congress from Massachusetts. African-American. Wow. Okay, so she's going to win her seat because she, she doesn't have a challenger. So she's going. Ocasio's going. So that's two. Who else we got? I guess we'll make a list. I guess we'll make a list. So we got a black. And we've got a a Puerto Rican. Hell, I'm black. And Puerto Rican. But I'm a Republican. And rightly so, because both my parents were Republicans. But not because they're both Republicans that I'm a Republican. I believe in Republican ideals. But nevertheless, isn't that interesting? So that's two. I wonder how many more. Well, like I said, may you live in interesting times, and we sure the hell do. The world is going crazy, y'all. I mean, it is just going mad. And all we can do is sit back and enjoy the ride. But eventually, it's going to cost something. And it's going to it's going to cost a lot. I mean, I used to think when Obama was was serving out his terms as president that America was in serious jeopardy. That we were in trouble. Because I believed, as I believe, I believe then as I believe now, Trump was a socialist all to be damned. Didn't believe in the free market system. He said it out loud when he said, if you got a business, you didn't build that. The government helped you. Somebody else helped you. Taxpayer did this. The taxpayer did. You didn't do anything. He said, you didn't build that business. When he said things like, I do believe at some point you made enough money. Who the hell are you to decide how much money I make? This is what I was saying at the time. I believe the country was in deep trouble. But now we have a Republican president who's doing a damn thing. He's making America great again, just like he said he would. And this high-placed, unnamed official has admitted it. 
But we're still, even now, just because Trump is Trump, rich all to be damned, but still, he talks like a regular guy. He acts like a regular guy. Hell, he's a regular guy, in my opinion. He just has a lot of money. He's your, he's your typical New Yorker. And if you insult Trump for being Trump, basically, you're insulting your typical New York City New Yorker. You're basically saying that they're uncouth, that they're morons, that they don't speak well, that they don't know how to behave, blah, 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 because Trump is a New Yorker. And New Yorkers are New Yorkers. And you know them when you see them. You know them when you talk to them. You know that a New Yorker is a New Yorker. Trump is your typical New Yorker. So you insult Trump's behavior. You insult his mannerisms. You insult the way he speaks. You insult his cockiness. Then you're insulting New Yorkers. That's just how I feel about it. And, and also, in addition to that, Trump has done nothing but good. You know, there, there's this unnamed source that's saying that they're curtailing Trump's um, best or uh, worst instincts, that they're, 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 they're monitoring him and that they're, they're holding him back from doing something crazy. Well, you know what? America's working. The military is strong. Our economy's strong. People are working. Everything's Working and functioning on all cylinders. So what the hell is your problem? Well, show's just about over. So it's time to get the heck out of here. I want to thank everybody for listening, and uh, hopefully you'll tune in tomorrow. And because uh, we're going to pick up, we, we we got so much going on. Kavanaugh's hearing is probably going to go on again tomorrow tomorrow because uh, of the delay today. So. You know what? We're going to live in interesting times all night long and all day tomorrow, and I'm going to be here to talk about it. Hopefully, you'll be here, too. I want to thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless the United States. And we're going to end with Nathaniel Radcliffe and the Night Sweats with S.O.B. Good night, folks.
Son of a bitch! 